This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. Welcome to the show. That's Trav. I'm Drew. And I'm Trav. And this is the Overdue Homework Podcast, you idiots! You idiots! <laughs> <laughs> and as always, we are here to talk about 80s and 90s media. I want to encourage you to do your homework with us. So please watch the content before you listen to the episodes or don't. I mean, <laughs> please do if you can. Um, as always, you can get a hold of us uh, via email, via email. Are you a via or a via guy? Via. Okay, via email at overduehomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. Trav, how are you doing? Pretty darn good, Drew. Uh, enjoying another day off. I've been lucky enough to keep doing this on my day off. Yeah. You were uh, forced to work today yep. by the evil work people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm getting more and more excited just to come over here and hang out and do these things yeah, too. Man. Like this is the job I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you got to dress for the job you want, not the one you have, right? Yeah. <laughs> As I'm wearing the overdue homework podcast sweatshirt. Yeah. So all of you out there in podcast land, we hope to have merch at some point, and once we do, you'll be the first to know. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> be the first to know. As I smash the microphone with my pen. Um, but how are you doing? Oh, uh, I'm doing really good. Good. Uh, good. Baby's great. Uh, life's been good. Uh, summer is like here. So it, it's here. It's I'm close. happy for that. So, um, I, I, I did obviously have to go back to the nine to fiver and, uh, <laughs> yeah, not, to. It's like I never left, which is really saddening. Like when you, after the first day back and you just go through the motions and then you leave work and it's just that familiar feeling yeah. of just like, man, I just had like six weeks off and it felt like I never left. Yeah. It's just super disappointing whenever that happens. Yeah, that was a long weekend. <laughs> right. Right. That's kind of what it felt like. That's kind of what it felt like. Um, any other cool news you want to share, Trav, or should we get over to that homework review? Uh, let's get over to that review. All right, let's do it. And of course, we are doing Ren and Stimpy Season 1, Episodes 5 and 6. And we already did Episode 3 in our Episode 8 on a Double Nicktoons Weekend episode. And then we also did Episodes 1, 2, and 4 from Season 1 and our ODH Episode number 24. Uh, so there's more information in that stuff. So if you wanna, if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and listen to them. You can learn some more about Ren and Stimpy. Uh, Ren and Stimpy was created by John Chris Falusi, and it was originally produced by Spumco for Nickelodeon. And of course, it's starring Martin T. Ren Hoek and Stimpson Stimpy J. Cat. And he uses his whole name in this one of these episodes, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he's in the wilderness episode. Yep. He calls himself Martin in it, which is kind of <laughs> funny. Maybe the only time that he does that. I don't recall that actually really happening. Yeah, at often. least in season one. Yeah, at least in season one. So 5A is called Marooned, and that one was written by, oh, directed by John Kay and written by Chris Riccardi. Um, and it came out October 6, 1991. Uh, I really like this episode. It was very, very it's good. It's very back, good. Back to space. <laughs> back to space. Gotta love it. It's time again for Commander Hoek and Cadet Stimps, Stimpy. All systems go. Blast off to adventure in the year 400 billion. <laughs> I like how extreme it goes right <laughs> away. 400 billion. 400 billion. Prepare to surge to sublight speed. And then, of course, the iconic screaming. Ah, 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 ah. Like, of course, <laughs> right? Because they're that's what they do. The screaming. <laughs> Be prepared to hurtle through the cosmos in today's episode, Marooned. Um, and of course, they crash. Uh, the various skins peeling off the ship is like a real <laughs> Looney Tunes thing, yeah. and I absolutely enjoy it. Love it. Uh, it's uh, this whole episode is especially even with the landscapes once they do end up on the planet is very reminiscent of uh, Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner cartoons, definitely, right? Definitely, and obviously is a purposeful design choice done by John Kay, I would have to imagine, because the coincidences with the way everything look it looks is just a uh, too glaring, right? Too glaring, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, they crash on the planet, and uh, Ren has a pretty good line, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. 
good thing that planet was there. We would have never stopped. <laughs> Better call Space Command. Get a little uh, cameo from Mr. Horse. No, no sir. sir. Didn't, didn't like, like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. Uh, obviously, they can't contact Space Command. They are marooned, just like the name of this cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> the way Ren looks at him, like you son of a. <laughs> he really does, doesn't he? <laughs> like he doesn't even like he kind of does a half glance, basically into frame, like looking yeah. at the camera, right? And then he's so angry at Stimpy for breaking the fourth yeah, wall. Like, like, this is our job, you idiot. <laughs> you idiot. Uh, so this becomes basically a test of survival for our duo. Uh, Stimpy has his cadet handbook, and the prime directive in that handbook says that they need to scout around. So hoist up those pants and go and explore, which is a funny gag with Stimpy pulling those pants all, all the way, way up. up to and, his neck. Yeah, that's uh, always funny. Just a simple little physical gag that'll just get you rolling right away. Before we actually started in on this podcast, we kind of had talked about how these episodes aren't necessarily like really laugh out loud funny at very many points, but they're just I keep saying iconic, but they're just very memorable. Yeah. Very, very memorable episodes. I definitely remember all these. And they're very, uh, yeah, very crazy. They're very very Ren and Stimpy. Very surreal, like yeah. Salvador Dali-esque stuff. You yeah. Know, it's just very surreal. So our duo is out exploring, and there's all types of surreal, la- surreal landscapes. Sounds like I'm drunk. <laughs> um, and we just talked about it a little bit, but I I love that about this episode, and actually about all three of these episodes is how odd and surreal, or I shouldn't say three. The four segments are so odd and surreal. I, I, I like them all. They're, mm-hmm. they're great. Um, our heroes are hungry, so they see what the handbook has to say, and it says to go check out indigenous flora. So that's what Stimpy does with his beeping gadget. (laughs) He's moving from object to object, pointing the device at everything. Uh, So Ren says, So did you figure anything out? (laughs) Did I? This thing makes the coolest noises. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The idiocy that is Stimpy. You just just gotta love it. Just play into it. It's almost, at some points, you think that he understands like he's playing a bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's just genius writing or me as an almost 40-year-old reading too much into these children's <laughs> yeah. children's shows but that's two. that's what it seems and this this obviously enrages ren what doesn't enrage him uh so it's dinner time now with uh ren and stimpy and what are we having we're having space cabbage yeah. <laughs> is it stinky <laughs> just like you like it <laughs> <laughs> and then of course what else is going to happen besides ren being attacked by the cabbage obviously <laughs> every kid sees that coming and that's another one of those like i just that cabbage scene it sticks out in my mind when i think about ren and stimpy yeah it's just this is uh, uh these episodes are just a wealth of those scenes it's time for some shut eye and the moon is absolutely beautiful and also directly right outside their tent yeah <laughs> i'm not quite sure like why they would think that uh like it was how do you come up with that in the writing room like know. it's just a very weird thing like do you think they worked backwards from Ren needed to hit his head on something? Yeah. So like, what can we have out there? What can we have? Let's just have the moon. Let's be just Ren. have it be the moon. <laughs> just have it be the moon. <laughs> hey, Ren, wake up. <laughs> Ren does go see the moon. He smacks his head on that moon and Ren ties up Stimpy. Uh, that ought to stop your hijinks, Stimpy, <laughs> which so weird like just belt them up just multiple belts and then yeah. like the weird druid music that's happening did you know <laughs> like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i was like i don't understand like is this a veiled snm reference like <laughs> i don't i don't quite grasp that um but there is a knocking at the flap who else would it be besides a hot chihuahua babe obviously <laughs> can you spare a cup of protoplasm <laughs> oh baby i love you <laughs> So she appears as a bag of kitty litter to Stimpy, and Stimpy figures out that there's something a little bit weird here, because why is Ren in love with a bag of (laughs) kitty litter? Um, It turns out it's an alien tentacle that is going to capture both Ren and Stimpy. Um, I really remember being pretty unsettled by the end of this episode, how they get, how like you don't expect the tentacle to be sucked up into another thing. And then that thing goes over to deposit into another thing. Like it's very, (laughs) very weird and how the. The one alien that's going to deposit it into the other alien, its orifice was very willing for it. It was like, yeah. 
this is some weird and unsettling <laughs> stuff. What is going on? Like, it's so weird. What did I used to watch? <laughs> exactly. How did my parents, like, allow me to even view this subject matter? It's just, because, you know, I guess you're, it's 1991. I would have been seven at the oldest when this came out. So I, I don't understand it. It was just weird at the time, I suppose. Seriously. <laughs> The book, Stimpy. Check out the book. <laughs> it says we're doomed. <laughs> and and they then die. they die. <laughs> and then they die. <laughs> Next segment. Uh, they got the sucked into there. And so that's like the, are those animals living within the alien that kills them? Or are they like a representation of maybe that animal's like immune system? Maybe the immune system. Maybe that's what I took it as. It kind of looked like immune cells to yeah, me. Yeah. It could have been anything. It was an alien surreal landscape. So it could have been absolutely anything. <laughs> Um, I do like that segment quite a bit, and I've said it already, and it's very reminiscent for me. It's very, I don't know, nostalgic for me. Yeah, uh, It reminds me of sitting on the floor in front of my parents' console TV watching Ren and Stimpy. It's just one of those, I don't know, like it seems like those first two seasons where John Kay was the director and primary writer on it got played a lot more on Nickelodeon than the last few seasons in yeah. comparison. I don't know if there was a break. I know there was lots of issues with them being able to get their uh, their episodes done on time and stuff and to Nickelodeon on time. So maybe they were forced to do reruns. More research for me to do. I can't wait to look it up. More research. <laughs> so we're on to the next segment. It's uh, segment 5B. And so the title card at the very beginning, there's like a like a blanket on an elephant, and it says Ren and Stimpy in a cartoon. So the name of the episode is a cartoon, but then right after that, you see like a second title card for the Untamed World mockumentary nature thing. Yeah. So it's also called Untamed World, but it's actually called a cartoon. A cartoon. A cartoon. <laughs> Um, it's a nature spoof. Uh, that's basically the premise of this whole thing. If you've ever yeah. watched any type of nature show, especially it reminds me of those nature shows from like the 60s and 70s that you would have watched in grade school in class. Right. Yeah, in like yeah. first, second, third grade as some sort of a unit on cheetahs or a unit <laughs> yeah. on penguins. Some, right. Right. You know, some 70s uh, documentary thing, some 70s. What's what do I want to call it? Some seventies nature show. There you go. Yeah. Not a documentary necessarily. Um, but first, we get the My Little Brother doll. Meh. Like I. Meh. Yeah. It's a little very, weird. Very throwaway. <laughs> like, nah, it doesn't really hit with me very well. I guess if you were a girl, possibly watching Ren and Stimpy, which I'm sure was a small minority of the viewing audience probably. at the time, maybe you could relate with that a little bit more. But it didn't do anything for me. But Asking Dr. Stupid, that always does a lot for yeah, me. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Dear Dr. Stupid, how come some camels got one hump and some got two? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy the waterproof duck helmet thing that he pulls out of there. Because oh, it for is sure. Stupomatron helmet is waterproof. Stupomatron. Stu, stu, no, it's not quite that. Yeah, Stupomatron. No, that's not quite right. Something like it's that. It's close, though. It's close, though. Squeezes it, <laughs> and then it, like, gags out the paper. It throws up paper for an answer. Um, but the answer is, uh, this is where gasoline comes from. One hump for leaded and two hump for two humps for premium and unleaded. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Stupid. Uh, for a Dr. Stupid uh, segment, it's kind of a meh, because, I don't know, there's no super good gag in it. No, there like, isn't. It's funny enough. Like, it's more visually funny than it is, like, the storytelling funny. Right. Um. We get to move right on back over to Ren and Stimpy here in their uh, untamed world. And Ren is our host as Marlon Martin, excuse me, Hoek uh, for Untamed World. And uh, they're going to focus on the vast diversity of organisms that have developed. The close up of Ren's mouth when he says organisms is weird. Yeah. And is it a subtle on double entendre? It could be. Like, because why else would he, clo why else would they close up on his mouth and have him like go, organisms like it's weird right <laughs> it's weird it's a little bit it's a little i think it may be a subtle double entendre that john k is just trying to uh sneak past maybe the nickelodeon people right 
Um, up first, they go to the Galapagos Islands, and they are going to follow in the footsteps of Charles Darwin, who visited the island thousands of years thousands ago. Thousands of years ago. Thousands of years ago. So if you're a child and you're like, oh, I can't wait to pass that on my test. <laughs> thousand years ago for Charles Darwin. <laughs> no, Darwin. 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 <laughs> uh, the islands have developed a plethora of exotic mandibles, <laughs> which is a very funny line. A plethora of exotic mandibles. Yeah. Uh, first, it's the horny-billed chihuahua. Uses his bill to break open various nuts to get the soft, pulpy nut it meets inside. <laughs> the soft, soft, pulpy nut meats. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it just looks like a turd when he opens it up. <laughs> it really does. Second, we get the needle-billed chihuahua, and he uses his narrow beak to get food out of hollow logs and other hard-to-reach places, including Stimpy's nose. Yeah, goes to town on that <laughs> nose. Goes to town on that nose. He should have gone to town on Ren's nose, too, I think, in that scene. Uh, it would have been uh, like switching back and forth, maybe, or like having it be super painful for Ren right. or something the like that. The only thing I think that makes sense is that Stimpy keeps crap up in his nose all the time, like that one where he pulls off his nose and uses that <laughs> as, as a medical bag or whatever. So, I mean, he would have more junk in there. Very, very true. And those magic nose goblins, I'm sure, are yeah. very tasty, right? Those magic nose <laughs> goblins. Next, the giant soft-shelled Stimpy. The laying of the eggs was very memorable for me. Oh, it's yeah. much of a, like, I was like, oh, I remember watching that as a kid. <laughs> very uh, nostalgic for this episode and that fact. And I distinctly remember it making me uneasy while watching it as a child, thinking like, wow, that's a, that's pretty dang gross. That's gross. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty dang gross. In just a few months, the eggs hatch, but a few, but few escape the eyes of the seagull. And he's bearing his... Pearly incisors. <laughs> Say, Mac, could you spare some change for a bite to eat? <laughs> Here, scram. <laughs> did not see that coming. I did not remember that. And I did, I, yeah, I did not remember that. I thought it was going to be something completely different, and then he's just like a beach bum hippie looking for a handout. <laughs> right. And then that generic, uh, that generic angry uh, boomer voice that was always in Ren and Stimpy. Here, scram. Kind of reminded me of the... Uh, uh, the fire marshal that was in oh, the yeah, fire dogs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, deep in the bowels now of the hot, stinking cave. <laughs> what sort of creatures could live in this cave? Obviously, it's albino wrens. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> the albino. It's the blind albino cave hoic. <laughs> I'm going to be sick. <laughs> They got a keen sense of radar. Did you like how the radar dish popped out of his head? Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good gag, and then it worked out, and he eats the fly, and uh, the screams and all, all from the fly were pretty dang funny. I got a good laugh out of it, and then this next line that Ren says is uh, pretty dang good, and I thought, I, was, I thought it was very funny. Thanks to the magic of slow motion cameras, we can see just how ugly the inside of someone's mouth can truly be. <laughs> <laughs> That is uh like that is a line written by somebody that has watched many many nature documentaries because yeah. <laughs> they always seem to do that when a lizard or something is eating an animal it's like that extreme close up of their mouth and it's just hideous <laughs> just absolutely <laughs> hideous <laughs> Uh, now over to the camouflage segment, which is also very funny. Yeah. Uh, now we in the nature game know how important camouflage actually is, <laughs> including hiding in a in a moose's head. Yeah. <laughs> the alcoholic squirrel. I got a really good laugh out of that too. He just absolutely can't believe. I mean, that's what that's referencing, right? The squirrels getting drunk. Yeah. I mean, what obviously. else could it be, right? <laughs> Squirrel's just like, oh, man, <laughs> I can't handle this. <laughs> Soon they approach approach the fearsome Croco Stimpy. If we listen carefully, we can hear the mating call of this beast. Listen, you idiot. <laughs> I love how he whispers that to the people watching his nature show or to <laughs> Stimpy. Listen, you idiot. Listen, you idiot. <laughs> happy, happy. <laughs> Joy, joy. <laughs> Time to get on the bus. Where in the hell are they going? Why Where is he? Where in the hell are they going? <laughs> is he going to work? I guess. 
I was expecting them to like come out of it as if they're all in a suit pretending to be that animal, Croco Stimpy or something, but they did not. So that seems to like tickle something in my mind that that may happen in a Ren and Stimpy episode. Maybe something close. Something to that. close to that. Something close to that. I just I, they got on the bus, they talked to each other for a little bit, and then they drove off on the bus saying happy, happy, joy, joy. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> some interesting writing, some very odd writing that yeah. uh, is just like it hits you with the weird factor. Definitely <laughs> hits you with the weird factor <laughs> hard. Hits you with the weird factor. <laughs> Uh, next, Ren and Stimpy stock the wily, speckle-throated, burrowing, five-toed yak. All right. <laughs> and I'm going to tag him. <laughs> my Stimpy in my head sounds me C-minus-ish. It's working. S- it's working C-minus-ish. I even practiced a little bit before the show this afternoon because I was like, <laughs> ah, come on. <laughs> Uh, they approach uh, the yak's den and he tries to escape and Ren screams at him hey buddy where's your tag (laughs) the chase is absolutely on the tranquilizer man use the tranquilizer (laughs) and of course uh, Stimpy hits Ren Uh, obviously (laughs) obviously did you notice how they made Ren look like he was high as a kite yeah, they really did. They yeah. gave him like the giant pupils in his eyes and stuff like that. So yeah, that was a very conscious choice on the part of the animator and probably director, storyboard artist, all of that fun stuff. Uh, Stimpy does take Ren, like I said. And lastly, we get to meet the frilled Ren. That hot feet gag is funny. It's kind of like what they actually do in real time desert lizard nature. Stuff, yeah, you know, but the way he floats there and like, puts ah, all of them yeah. ah, like why didn't i try that <laughs> like duh <laughs> and then the extending of the neck sack to attract nature show hosts right <laughs> nice sack man <laughs> that is that is hilarious <laughs> that, that makes it into ren and stimpy nice sack nice sack man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And then the episode closes. We end up back in the office area with Ren and Stimpy. And Ren asks Stimpy what's on his tongue. Stimpy says, huh? And sticks out his tongue. And he gets his tongue tagged. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) And we get the closing segment like a lot of other Ren and Stimpy episodes. And it's the see you next time. And Stimpy's really sad about it. So what does Ren suggest that Stimpy could do? Martinize your shorts. <laughs> or play horsey with your Krako Stimpy. And that's what he does. That's what he does. That gets him pretty jacked up. <laughs> oh, Ren also suggests that he could spackle the den. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spackle the den. <laughs> Roll credits. Um, what did you think of that segment? I This is a great one. Yeah. I, I mean, I love nature documentaries, so right. it is funny to watch that. And every time I watch it, I just get a kick out of all the animals are a version of Ren or Stimpy. Exactly. Like, like why? Because it's Ren and Stimpy. Because it's Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> it's great. Ren and Stimpy. I do prefer the first half of the episode to the second half of the episode. Yeah. But there, it's just a really good episode. It's a funny episode. And I didn't even, I didn't remember the nature show host part aspect at the end. So when he's doing the neck sack thing, I'm expecting yeah. it to be some sort of mating call well. to attract nature show hosts. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. I, that, I thought it was good. That is a really good joke. And uh, episode five really uh, allowed me to remember what it was like to watch this show in 1991 and yeah. subsequent years and reruns. Uh, it was a, a really good example of how I remember Ren and Stimpy besides the other episodes that we watched or even other seasons. It's just it was a, a good example for me of how I remember them, which is cool for me. Maybe it was cool for you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I love anytime we're getting these and I like remember them right away as soon yeah. as the episode starts. Yeah. Do you ever get it where like you can even visualize like where you may have been sitting while you were watching oh, this? Oh, 100%. Smells... Every time I'm watching this show, I'm thinking of my dad's house. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's interesting because and I'll I'll also think of times like where. Like, it'll be in the summertime, and I'll have known that I should have probably been outside playing, but instead I was watching Ren and Stimpy. Like, some marathon. Yeah, some marathon, and that's the type of things that it makes me remember, like, not necessarily being the most active kid all the time, but, 
whatever. Ren and Snippy needed watching. Nobody else was going to watch it. I had to watch it. It led us to this very point here today. It really did. It really did. I need to buy this series, and I need to get it in my possession. I need to buy this series for sure. Yeah, you do, because you were using Paramount Plus, I think. I was. And it expired, and I was like... How the hell did my Paramount Plus expire? And then I realized it was for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was for the podcast. We cut it loose because I didn't need to be paying for it anymore. And I'm yeah. going to start, instead of going the easy way, I'm going to start buying this more of the series. Hard like, copies. I, I try to do it, but I was like, you know, if I have to spend $40 on Ren and Stimpy, com- the complete series, and if I'm going to pay for four months of Paramount Plus, it's the same price. It's the same price, and that gives you, then you don't have to keep re-upping it every Three, four months or something. So just put that money to better use and add to my collection, I guess. Boom. Episode six. Episode six. (laughs) Black Hole. Um, Written and directed by Bob Camp with help from Will McRobb. There we go. There we go. Um, Ren and Stimpy travel through a black hole. They face ever-changing horrific mutations in this new and strange land, along with making an interesting discovery. Um, similarities to episode five, uh, segment A, correct? Yeah, I mean, definitely. a lot of similarities. Oh, yeah. I was, it was kind of weird to me that the episodes were as similar as they are. Yeah. And, uh, it was almost like the same episode. They get, they diverge drastically at the, you know, about yeah. the midpoint, but, uh, it was almost like it was like John Kay's version of an idea and then Bob Camp's version of an right, idea. Right. And they couldn't decide which one they wanted to do, and so they're like, we're going to do both. Well, let's just do both, and we'll spread them out one episode. <laughs> one episode <laughs> apart. Um, so Ren and Stimpy get sucked into the hideous vortex that is a black hole. Uh, they try manual override. No, that doesn't work. They ask the computer what they can do, and the answer is start screaming. Start screaming. <laughs> That's a great gag. And again, this episode, just like 5A, opens up with a ah, 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 ah. <laughs> just iconic Ren and Stimpy screaming. And this. The image of them screaming in this episode is like the image of them screaming that is used in everything. Yeah, I think so. That is the image right yeah. there. That is the image. If you are watching some sort of documentary or something that references Ren and Stimpy, you will see that scene. For sure. <laughs> you will see that scene. <laughs> uh, they enter the black hole and are transported to a strange new land. Here, they are in a wondrous new universe, seemingly unaffected by the journey, except for underpants. That's their, fir- for underpants. That's their first mutation is underpants on the outside. Uh, sure. I love a childish joke. Why yeah. not? Right. Underpants is funny. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, better scout around and do some exploring. We'll split up. And Stimpy literally splits up. <laughs> Pull yourself together, misters. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. And so far, it's almost word for word with Marooned, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty close. Seriously. It's pretty close. Uh, they explore the strange new universe having a strange effect on them. Their bodies start to split apart in a different way than Stimpy just split. Like their eyes come apart, their heads come apart. So yeah. they're just on their little bit of a journey here. They must have managed to pull themselves together because they're back on the trail looking for whatever, I guess, just aimlessly exploring for now. I guess, yeah. <laughs> At least in 5A Maroon, they had like the idea to go find food. Right. Now they're just exploring in this episode. Right. So they're diverging a little bit. Um, they spot a mountain in the distance and uh, Stimpy, they flash back to Stimpy real quick and he's got the giant eye and... Uh, they want to climb that mountain so we can uh, see the lay of the land. And Stimpy goes, aye, aye, Captain. Good uh, good punny gag, right? Because yeah. he's got a giant eye. It's a good punny gag. Punny. <laughs> uh, they continue towards the mountain. There's a few more mutations on the way. They got giant heads. Kangaroo with Ren inside a Stimpy pouch, right? I'd love, to, <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see a whole episode of them as a kangaroo pals, right? That'd be great. There's an odor, a strange but familiar odor, a stench, if you will. (laughs) Uh, They're compelled by the repugnant but delicious odor. And finally, they make it to the mountain. Uh, Now they see from whence the stench came. Would you like to read (laughs) that as Ren? Now I see from whence the stench came. (laughs) It sucks. Uh, There's continued uh, mutations as they are on the top of this mountain now. You got crab wren and birdo puss stimpy, right? He's like (laughs) a bird and octopus put together kind of. Yeah. 
Uh, and Stimpy says, this is where all the missing left socks go. That's a that's a funny take on like a very common thing. I mean, yeah. the, the whole idea of it being left socks. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's funny also in itself. That's enough to make a 10-year-old laugh, I would assume. Oh, for sure. Um, Rand has a fantasy about this now because he's discovered all the left socks that are missing from the world, and he expects to win the Nobel Peace Prize and a million dollars. This is hilarious. (laughs) seriously. Ridiculous. He's getting congratulated by some general or something. It's not even the president, just some general. Yeah. Congratulations, son. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We see Stimpy eating one of the many left socks, uh, and he gets a notification on his space time doohickey uh they need to get to the trans-dimensional gateway by three o'clock uh or they'll be trapped there forever that's five minutes <laughs> they do get there with 25 seconds to spare good job guys yeah uh but it's exact change only for this bus <laughs> can you read uh, and so they get kicked out of the bus i mean what else would happen right? obviously uh, so now they're going to be facing multiple, many more mutations until they die. So they enter a suicide pact. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> this episode where they are openly talking about suicide does not get edited or cut off a of Paramount Plus. Yeah. But the Haunted House episode is too yeah, that's true. crazy. It's I mean, the ghost doesn't actually, you don't actually see the ghost. Well, you do actually see the ghost kill himself in that episode. Yeah. So there's no, well, but you see them kill themselves true. in this episode. That's true. I don't know. Come on. Get it. Get it straight, Paramount Come Plus. Come on, Paramount. They ultimately decide to implode together. You're a good kid, buddy. See you around, pal. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> And then, of course, Stimpy. Oh, silly me. I had a pocket full of change the whole time. Kind of ironic, huh, Red? <laughs> Not much better. Uh, way too late. And so they implode. And uh, we get a slightly different ending card, which is kind of cool. They have the imploded faces. So yeah. it's like a, a variant episode, if you variant. will. A little uh, fan service. I enjoy when they take the extra time to put a little touch on an episode to relate it to itself. I enjoy that. Next segment. Next segment. What did you think of Marooned? Uh, or not Marooned. What did you think of... It's not Marooned. It's uh, Black Hole. Black what did you hole. think of Black Hole? I like it. As, as similar as it is to Marooned, anytime you get these two in space in any way, shape, or form, yeah. it's awesome. And it's not an official Cadet Stimpy and Commander right. Hoek episode. Right. They're, not, they're dressed similarly, but it's a little different. Yeah. It's almost like... How we talked about where they're they they both had both Bob Camp and John Kay had an idea how to do a specific episode, right? And Bob Camp's like, "Well, I'm gonna do it." And John Kay's pissed about it for some reason yeah. or another. He's like, "Well, they can't be Commander Hoek and uh, Cadet Stimpy then." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I do those. I do those. So you can change it a little bit, I guess. Uh, this that episode or that segment is a little bit of, of a taste of what comes after season two. Because John Kay is not affiliated with the show right, anymore true. after season two. So yeah. uh, Bob Camp was responsible for a lot more episodes, pretty much all the rest of the episodes after that, too. So it's a little bit of a taste of uh, what's to come after season two, I guess. Right. Um, I liked it in comparison to Marooned. I think I like this one more than Marooned. Yeah. Marooned has a, has more of a story to it. This is just them and animation and weirdness. In which comparison. is what I like. Yeah, yeah. which I like, too. Um they're comparable. I never really thought about them in the same space. I think uh, I may have even confused the two episodes for each other at times. Yeah. I'm thinking about one part being in this episode and another part right. being another episode. Um, I think I would choose. I, I'm waffling now. I think I'm going to say I prefer Marooned over Black Hole. Okay. I think that's what I'm going to say. Sure. Uh, that's what I'm going to say. Which one do you think you prefer? I think I like this one better. You like that one better? I really like the gag in the beginning with the asking the ship what else. Well, there's one other alternative, and then it says start screen. And like you said, that scene is so iconic that it gets it for me. But they're both good. They're both good. Let's be real with ourselves. You convinced me. Black Hole is the better of the (laughs) two. You convinced me. Okay, let's do 6B now, and that's Stimpy's Invention. This is another very iconic episode. You can't talk about Ren and Stimpy without happy, happy, joy, joy. Exactly. Um, It was probably the most affiliated thing with the show for a very, very long time. Right. You could say that it's maybe still the most affiliated thing. Like, if you told, if you went up to somebody on the street and were like, 
tell me two things about Ren and Stimpy, they'd probably say happy, happy, joy, joy, <laughs> yeah. and grossness, right? Yeah. That's, so, that's, yeah. that's probably what they would say. Uh, in this episode, Stimpy invents a helmet guaranteed to make Ren happy, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> um, but first, a whole new, all new high fashion log for girls. Oh, of course. So it's just a little different than the other log for girls. But then we get to see the very classic log commercial after right, it, right. which I always appreciate. Um, should we sing it for Tim? <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Tim. Not going to sing it for you. We'll spare everybody. Um, and then we get to go on to the episode finally, where this episode is one of the few episodes where Ren is the victim of all of the torturous stuff that happens. Yeah. There's a few we've, we've gone across a couple, I'm thinking of the one where Ren is sick. I'm trying to think of another one maybe in this season where Ren is the butt of the joke. He's the focus of the, of the crappiness that happens usually to Stimpy. Um, that's the only one that I can really think of in this season. So, yeah. I mean, they're, I guess in Robin Hoek, maybe a little bit. Kind of, yeah. Kind of in Robin <clears throat> Hoek. Uh, yeah, that maybe those are the only three in this season. But it's kind of refreshing to see Stimpy on the other side occasionally. Definitely, yeah. Um, Stimpy opens up the episode with, Hey, Ren, will you help me try all my new inventions? Go away, I'm busy. I need your help. Oh, please. All right, all right, sure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Cheezophone. <laughs> now we can talk to cheese all over the world, no matter their native tongue. Go ahead, Ren. Say something in Limburger. <laughs> Ren obviously rejects this idea and throws everything back at Stimpy. <laughs> obviously. obviously. <laughs> um, next, we get a fun little science montage, which I like these quick montages with Stimpy. They had one in the... Um, I can't think of the name of the one where he's the doctor. Nurse Stimpy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Nurse Stimpy. They do the same thing in Nurse Stimpy, kind of. Uh, I like this stuff. He's testing various things. The electric beaver and the pneumatic duck, which are funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) With the duck, I enjoyed that, and the beaver grinding on stuff. Uh, his first attempt is a is Stimpy's first attempt is a complete failure, uh, but thankfully the second attempt was a success. Next is the remote control shaver. Uh, it does not go very well for Ren. It's more like a telepathic shaver, right? Because you yeah. don't actually see it. Like it's a radio, maybe like the radio waves or is what's Some. shaving him because <laughs> you don't actually see a shaver, right? Um, it does not go well for Ren. Um, next is the stay put socks. Um, it's a great idea for those of us who don't wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how does that make any sense? But How do they work? Well, they're full of glue. <laughs> I mean, how else would they work, I guess? Ren absolutely hates this and wants to kill Stimpy over it. Like, it just really sets him off that his feet are in glue. Yeah, I mean, I'd be pissed too, but kill i don't know (laughs) i don't know about killing somebody over some glue on my feet but uh that just shows how like unreasonable ren can be at points i guess right uh stimpy realizes that ren is unhappy and he must use his gift of invention to save ren (laughs) (laughs) we get a fun scientific montage after this uh they do this uh this montage stuff with stimpy in the uh, nurse stimpy episode which is funny it's kind of a similar thing uh stimpy's testing all types of various things uh you get the electric beaver grinding on whatever he's working on and the <laughs> pneumatic duck which is funny uh, the first attempt is a failure after they're done he's done working with his beaver and duck tools you can just see that puff of cloud or smoke cloud come up above whatever he was working on we never actually get to see it uh but his second attempt is a success and it's the happy happy joy joy helmet we don't quite see it right then oh no yeah. do we see it right then we s- no we don't no, see it right yet. then we don't see it right then uh stimpy does he gets uh ren to come over to him right and then he forcibly slams that helmet basically onto ren yeah um it looks really bad like really really painful for ren when the, he's being converted from angry to happy uh he's really resisting it with every bit of his body that he can possibly resist it with um what does ren say at that point what does he say about that the will is strong but the body is weak (laughs) he just can't handle it (laughs) so 
Stimpy wins the battle, and now Ren must go do nice things. That's basically what he. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go do nice things. <laughs> so he does. So happy ironing for uh, Stimpy. He's very happy about that. Cleaning the litter box. I'm sure he loves cleaning the litter box just as much as I do. Oh yeah. Um, see how I love to clean filthy cat boxes. <laughs> Your Ren is way better. Will you I, say I that like, one for I like me? <laughs> See how I love to clean filthy cat boxes. <laughs> and then he laughs, like pure psychotic laughter yeah. after that. <laughs> it's like he knows that he hates it, but he's still happy at the same time. Yeah, it's like he's Majin Vegeta right now. <laughs> like, like, except he didn't let it happen, right. but he still does kind of know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a really good way to describe it for those of you that have watched the Majin Buu saga. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next day, uh, Stimpy has brought home a new record. Ren, oh Ren, boy Ren, if you think you're happy now, wait till you hear this. It's a record of my favorite song. It's called Happy Happy Joy Joy. Uh. Do you love this song? I love it so much. It's, it's got to be in more than just this episode, right? Like, with that same box. I feel like I've seen this scene so many times, but I didn't, like, YouTube this or no. something when I was a kid. But when he pulls the vinyl out of that record thing yeah. and puts it in, I feel like I just remember that clown box and the scene so well. I don't know. You know, maybe they did. I don't I don't know if they did or not. Maybe they, I mean, that's something that Ren and Stimpy did throughout their series was reuse other bits of animation and other episodes yeah. just for convenience. It's a very real possibility mm, that we'll they did. We'll find out. Yeah, we will find out. I but mean, we will find out. It, it's so good. It is very, very good. The dude who is uh, Stinky Whizzleteats, he is just unhinged, is he not? Yeah. Just so absolutely unhinged. unhinged. This song is about whales. No, this song is about being happy. <laughs> <laughs> this song is about whales. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> it's just, uh, teach your grandmother how to suck eggs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? I, I was like, what is he talking about? Just completely nuts. Just completely nuts. And, I the, really and the best part of this is how into it Ren is because he's basically being forced to be. Yeah he's, yeah. he's as excited as Stimpy is in this situation. Not by choice. Not but, by choice, but definitely as excited. But it makes it more funny for sure. It really does. Uh, Ren does take advantage of the situation, though. So he has a level of awareness yeah. about his situation. Stimpy's very distracted by the song because he's easily distractible. So Ren goes into the kitchen because that's where I keep all my hammers is in the kitchen. I don't know if you keep a hammer in the kitchen because I don't keep a hammer in the kitchen. <laughs> I certainly don't keep a hammer in the kitchen. But now I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> That's a good point. Of course, Ren would have a hammer in the kitchen because he's a psychopath. <laughs> Obviously, I love how much he's digging in that drawer too. Like he pulls out the middle drawer, and we're supposed to believe that's super deep, but whatever. It's very true. He's really rummaging around in there yeah. for a while, right? <laughs> Uh, he smashes that helmet right off of his head with a hammer. I'm sure to great pain, you know? I mean, you're hitting yourself in the head. So now, once again, Ren feels great, and he discovers that being angry makes him happy. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense for Ren, that yeah. being it angry is... makes him happy. He even thanks Stimpy yeah. for successfully doing it, I guess. And Stimpy's just like... Happy to be of service? <laughs> You're happy now? I'm going to get beat up, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. That's um, the end of the episode. What did you think of that episode? Oh, joy. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. Another, another good one. Like you said, it's funny to see Ren be the one that's the butt of all the jokes. Yeah. And it's like, Stimpy knows it's not going to last. But he still just savors every second of it because he's going to get it hard from Ren no matter what. So it's like live it up. And one thing that I've noticed, especially in these last couple of episodes, these last two, I guess, especially since we just have done them. Um, Stimpy seems way more knowing of his idiocy oh, and yeah. almost like he's playing a bit yeah. to placate Ren. Right. That's what it kind of feels like, not only in this specific segment, but even in the rest of the two episodes that we've Yeah, watched. in the first episode in Marooned, he says something like, Ren says like, 
your ignorance amazes me. <laughs> and he says, they don't call me stupid for nothing. <laughs> it's, that's <laughs> it's like, very it's like he knows it. And, yeah. then he, and then, you know, he calls out the title of the show. And again, Ren's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> so he definitely does play into this character a little bit. He does. And that's something that you definitely miss as a child. You wouldn't get that subtlety. And I can really understand after having done this season now over the course of a few months, uh, why this show appealed to adults at the time. Yeah. It's but beyond the nostalgia that I have for Ren and Stimpy watching these episodes still appeals to me. I'm not like falling asleep during them. Right, I'm not right. thinking like, what the hell am I doing watching this at 11 o'clock at yeah. night? You know, like it's enjoyable. Right. And I get the jokes, jokes that I haven't thought about in a long time, things that I've missed, I'm sure from my childhood. So definitely certainly enjoy all of this and especially this episode because it's a well this segment because it's a iconic segment it's a very memorable segment Mm -hmm. once again like these last two episodes they must have been in super heavy repeat rotation super heavy because they just really make me think of being a kid and watching this at my house sitting on the floor that's what it really reminds me of i just keep thinking of the lizard wren walking on its yeah. back legs and that episode was so funny it's very funny so as a whole did you like season one season one is great it is great it's isn't super it? good i'm i'm stoked to get into season two yeah it's almost feels like a hard act to follow season yeah. one is going to be a hard act to follow yeah, that's a strong first season for yes. a show it like really it really gives you everything that Ren and Simpy is, which is really no lessons to be learned, no nope. craziness, yep. and just poking fun at like kids doing the wrong thing, like yes. getting in trouble on purpose. Like that's supposed to be a good thing, but it's funny watching it as an adult and seeing that. Like, yeah, that's a really good point. That it is basically poking fun at kids getting in trouble. Yeah, and slightly encouraging them along the way to be mischievous. Yeah. To be a little, maybe John K is a bit of an anarchist and he wanted <laughs> yeah. to kind of spread the discord out there a little bit with the uh, right. families in suburbia to uh, liven up their lives a little bit, maybe. Who knows, right? John K is a weird dude. Make those parents pay attention a little bit. <laughs> uh, before we move on, do you have anything else that you want to talk about with Ren and Stimpy? I don't, but if you are listening to this and you like Ren and Stimpy, we're going to get back to it again soon enough, but, you know, tell us what you like about Ren and Stimpy. Send us an email about how much you love Ren and Stimpy. What was your favorite episode out of season one? And I'm not asking Drew, I'm asking the listeners. I almost answered. (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen him, he did almost answer. But I'm asking you, email us and let us know what your favorite episode was, and I will read it on a on a podcast later <laughs> pretty simple stuff <laughs> you, pretty simple stuff you, it's like if you want to be on this you can be on this yeah uh, people all over the world will hear your email yeah. i promise you i promise you i promise you. we'll use your name if you want we'll use a made-up name if you want we'll call you a moron if I'll, you're into that i'll read it in ren's voice i'll read it in a movie voice whatever you want whatever you want just email us just email just us. Just email just, us do it you idiot <laughs> your Ren man it's good I haven't been glowing over it but it's good I really like your Ren it's good. it's really good man it's really good I gotta have one to try to compete with your Arnold so. <laughs> I've been saving it up because I know we have some Arnold movies on the way and I don't want to get people sick of it yeah so for been, sure because every time we do this podcast I just want to be like, dah, dah, dah. <laughs> I just want to do it but I've been practicing my Christopher Walken from when we get to an episode, but I'm going to save it. Save it, save it, save it, save it. So our homework assignment for next episode is going to be 1993's blockbuster of all blockbusters, Jurassic Park. Finally getting to it. Finally. Uh, This was unbumpable. We didn't bump it. We finally made it. Finally made it to it. Uh, Jurassic Park was, of course, directed by Steven Spielberg. The screenplay was by Michael Crichton and David Cope. Coep? Cope? Kep. Kep? I like Kep. It's probably German, huh? Kep? Kep. Kep. Uh, Based on Jurassic Park, the novel, by Michael Crichton. Did you ever read that book? I did not. It was a very popular book I remember in high school for kids to read. I I never read it either. Uh, I watched the movie a bunch. Yeah. (laughs) Same here. It is starring Sam Neill as Dr. Alan Grant, Laura Dern as Dr. Ellie St- 
Statler. Jeff Goldblum. One of us is going to have to work on a Goldblum impression. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Dr. Ian Malcolm. Richard Attenborough as Dr. John Hammond. Joseph Mazzello as Tim Murphy. Mm, Ariana Richards. Ariana Richards as Lex Murphy. Samuel L. Jackson as Ray Arnold. And Wayne Knight as Dennis Nerdy. Whenever I hear Jeff Goldblum, I think of Unlimited Nights and Weekends. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously this movie, but I think of Pineapple Express, one of my favorite comedies. When he's like talking about his... (laughs) high school competition of a guy trying to steal his high school girlfriend (laughs) and he says i don't know he just says like really good impressions of jeff goldblum and shit man jeff goldblum man (laughs) i always think jeff goldblum that's funny man uh music by john williams and this movie was produced by Universal Pictures and Steven Spielberg's production company, Amblin Entertainment. It was distributed by Universal Pictures. It was released June 9th, 1993 in the Uptown Theater. And then across the rest of the country on June 11th, 1993, its budget was $63 million. I, When I saw that, I'm like, I cannot believe that this was not a $100 million movie. That's super shocking to me. It's 1993, yes, and the $100, $100 million movie is an outlier at this point. They, right. they don't happen. Yeah. But still, I can't believe this movie did not cost that much. Yeah. To make this, if you, how much do you think Jurassic Park Dominion cost to make? Oh my God. 250 Probably million? Two, yeah, at least 200 something million or something. ridiculous like that. I don't even know. I never even saw that actually, but uh, the box office for this, and this is just the original run in 1993, it made $1.046 billion. Billion dollars. In 1993. That is crazy. That is crazy. And of course, in 2023, double it. Double it. $2.17 billion. A $2 billion movie. Holy crap. Uh, that's, okay, a $1 billion movie in 2023 is a big deal. Yeah. Uh Two billion dollar movie in 2023 would be like, seriously, and that's like a complete worldwide market with today the way China watches movies. Now. Yeah, that was not like that in 1993. Right, this was like mostly domestic box office. I'm wondering, does any of that? So this is the 1993 because they brought it back in 3D. Yes, and I went to see that. But yes. I'm guessing that's not counting. No, I made sure that this was just from the original oh, run. Right. Sure, from the original run. Yes, movies used to stay in theaters a whole heck of a lot longer back in 1993. Like I, I Jurassic Park was probably in there until September. I would right, maybe right. even later. You know, right. Uh, but still, that's insane. It's insane. It's insane amount of money that this movie made, and it was a phenomenon. Like phenomenon. Phenomenon. Take it from uh, LL Cool J. It was a phenomenon. Um, Trav, do you have anything else? Nothing else. I think it's time to get to the emails. Hit me with those emails. Emails. So first one comes from our buddy at Triple Falls, Jake, the third writer of this show. For <laughs> real, you're going to get a credit here pretty soon, man. <laughs> he, t- he said, hey, y'all, been enjoying the podcast as always. Two things, and I'm going to say this first thing because we need to fix it. Uh, first, I had a little trouble finding your email address on your socials page. I looked in my sent history and eventually found it there. So he's just letting us know. Thanks, because we do want people to email us. And you've been awesome at e- emailing us, but we want more people to email us. And then getting into the nitty-gritty of this email, he says, Also, you should do a GoldenEye episode. I just played through the game the other day, and like everyone who grew up in that time period, I experienced how large of an effect the game had on the gaming landscape and culture in general. A week later, I decided to watch the movie, and it was awful. (laughs) I realized I had never seen it before, but also that the game did a really good job of playing through some of the scenes. This was probably one of the first times this was done or done well, I have never seen a piece of media doing both at once and how they interact with one another, but I think it would be fascinating. Keep up the great work. And you know what? We think so, too. Absolutely. Because we want to do more game-related episodes, and this is kind of a perfect way to incorporate without trying to do a standalone game episode. Yep. So uh, the idea is great. We've kind of discussed doing something like that with a crappy Street Fighter movie and talking about one of the games or the old Mortal Kombat's, but... I like that someone else suggested something for us to do, and yeah. GoldenEye's fun, so uh, if you're giving Drew and I an excuse to play some GoldenEye and suck way worse than we used to <laughs> when we were kids trying you to use that, that right. 64 controller, I'm down, so 
and I've never seen the movie. So again, anytime uh, I haven't seen the movie or Drew hasn't, that is the premise of the show. Yep. So keep them coming, Jake. Third writer. Yeah. Plus, um, and if you're unaware, um, Goldeneye or 007 is available on the Switch marketplace now. Or Ooh. not on the marketplace, but on the, like, the virtual console. Sure, sure. So if nice. you pay for your uh, Switch subscription... You can go play some, uh, go play some Goldeneye. Might be a little easier using like a pro controller or something compared to the sixty four controller. I would, I would think. I would so. certainly hope so. No C buttons to deal with. No about, C right? buttons. No C buttons. Uh, next email here comes from Retro Gamer eighty nine. Wants to know: Are there any games yet to be remade or remastered that you wish would get a remake? A full on, like. One through three remake of the Metal Gear Solid games. Metal Gear Solid two, one, two, and three. Like I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. I mean, they've talked about it for years and years and years sure. of doing a. There was a high definition remake of the first two for PS3. Oh, okay. Uh, but I want a brand new one. All three games, right, completely right. upscaled, completely. If you gotta, I'm not saying redo the game to make it look like it should like by today's standards because that's part of the appeal of the first metal gear solid is the way it looks true the way true. it plays but metal gear solid is an easy one for me to make that for answer. sure i like that idea because i haven't played through those and anytime i can get some trophies i'm down for that <laughs> uh i wrote down one just that i talked about for a long time and finally happened was tony hawk yeah we, we played that for a little bit while back when it came out but that was a great idea to remake that um and then the other one I used to say with Tony Hawk that I want them to do is Need for Speed Underground 1 and 2. There you go. Like, even if it's just an HD remake, yeah. as much as I'd like a whole, you know, re- remaster, but give me that original soundtrack with Black Betty and The yeah. Doors and Snoop Dogg, and that'd be awesome, because I played <laughs> on a number two, <laughs> but I didn't really play one, so it give me an excuse to play both of them. And then... Game I played multiplayer all the time on PS2 that I just dream they'll redo sometime is Killzone. Nice. Uh, the people that made that is Guerrilla Games, and I think they make Horizon Zero Dawn, oh. so they've kind of like moved on yeah. from the Killzone series, which sucks. But man, if that number one got a remake, I'd I'd sell my left kidney for that to happen. <laughs> Not that you'd want it, because I drink a lot of Dr Pepper, <laughs> but still. Uh, Next email here comes from, well, that can't be healthy, wants to know if we had a go-to fast food place growing up. Yeah, McDonald's. McDonald's. That was my go-to growing up. If I had a choice, it was always McDonald's. A close second was Taco John's. If you're Ooh, nice. if you're not in the know, Taco John's is great. It is. It it's is great. better than Taco Bell, you fools. You fools. Uh Potato Olays, that's all I have yeah, to say. Potato Olays, and I'm sorry, but the meat is better. It is than, better. Than Taco Bell. It is better. And, and uh, TJ's recently, TJ stands for Taco John's, <laughs> recently kind of revamped the way they make their food, and I think it tastes even better than it did before. It's good. It's, yeah. it's great. Six, I, I still love it. Six pack and a pound, man. TJ's. You're, you're good for the rest of the day. <laughs> Taco John's. For the late person. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down for mine was Kentucky Fried Chicken. KFC. Love me some KFC. I like KFC too. The KFC in Mankato sucks. 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 It royally sucks. It's like the worst restaurant in town. It's I avoid horrible. it. Yeah, it, it sucks. I don't know if Long John Silver's rubbed off on it before <laughs> they dipped out of there, but I used to always go to the one that was in the mall. Yeah, that and, one was good. Yeah, and now this one, it sucks. It I mean, sucks. Don't get Fountain Pop from there because nope. it tastes like it hasn't been changed in four years. Yep. You know? But growing up, KFC was great. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was I was a McDonald's over Burger King person for sure like you, and I was definitely a Taco John's over Taco Bell person. When TB came into town, it was like a cool novelty. It was yeah. like, whoa, Taco Bell's here. I'm going to go get some stuff. Taco Bell's chili cheese burritos, if you've never had, are magnificent. Yeah, and the Doritos Locos. I mean, some yes. of the things they've done are great. They're great. Nacho fries. No, if they have nacho fries, I'm pretty into it. Really? A, yeah. I was not a very big fan of their nacho fries. I should have eaten them in the restaurant. True. I should not have brought them home because, you know, it's 15 minutes and any fries after 15 minutes. That's true. Not going to be that great. Fries are the big hit or miss at any place. Yes. Like yes, Even yes. McDonald's, whenever we order McDonald's now, if it's not going to pick it up and I door dash it savagely, we preheat the oven beforehand. Nice. Just to make sure. Yeah. Just, like, just right, in but, case, right? Just yeah. in case. 
Uh, last one here is just my new thing where I do a question for Drew. Yep. And it's, out of all the movies and shows we've covered in this podcast, what are you itching to watch again, if anything? Uh, cable Guy. Oh, nice. Honestly, Cable Guy. Um, I saw it on my shelf when I was, when I was pulling out... Uh, um, well, so this podcast comes out after that. When I was pulling out Never Ending Story, uh, I saw it up there and I was like, ah, Cable Guy. Cable Guy. Cable Guy. Cruise the information superhighway. Like, it's just <laughs> a, I want to watch that one again. And I think... I think that's probably at the top of the list of the ones that we've done. And it is like our most downloaded episode. It is. And I think I rated that movie a B minus. Yeah, something like that. I, I think I was wrong. I think, well, yeah, the part of it is is Stephen. It's just, yeah, he bugs me. Stephen bugs me. But yeah. we've talked so much Jim Carrey since we did that episode that I can't really disagree with that. That's I think, a, that'd I think be a worth a rewatch. I think it's Cable Guy. I think uh, it's cable for me, guy. I've been watching a lot of It's Always Sunny, nice. so Batman Returns ah, is yes. what I've been itching yes. for. I saw something bringing up how powerful Michelle Pfeiffer was as Catwoman, and pff, obviously. like, And we did that so long ago that it actually seems like a distant memory. I think we watched that like last year, March. Yeah, it's been at and, least a and year. And then, you know, it dropped in May right. for us or whatever. So it's been a long time. And then since getting my surround, uh, not surround sound, but sound bar, I wouldn't mind watching Top Gun again. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with watching Top Gun. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Especially after I told you in one of the episodes of It's Always Sunny, they do an exact remake of the love scene from that movie. And it's so funny watching tennis do that with the... Uh, take my breath away (laughs) Uh, but that wraps up today's show thanks for tuning in Uh, please email us like we said before at overdue homework podcast at gmail.com you help make this show what it is and especially Jake Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook for weekly posts and updates and as always make sure you tune in to the next exciting episode of The Overdue Homework Podcast.